humans, welcome to Natter the Zillennial Podcast. I'm Natalie. I'm coming at you from Treaty 6 territory on Turtle Island. It is Thanksgiving weekend, and we are totally not celebrating the historical myth of Thanksgiving here because it is bullshit and pilgrims were shitty people. And, um, yeah, we should be supporting indigenous people and indigenous works and funds and artists at this time instead of celebrating people who uh, came and pillaged and massacred and uh, all of that bad stuff. I, this is, podcast is meant to keep things light, but it's also not about sweeping ugly things under the rug. And at this time of year, again, it's, it's just not time. It's, it's not time to pretend that these things didn't happen. So I want to read just a little thing um, from a CBC News article. Brian Rice, an assistant professor in the Department of Religion at the University of Winnipeg and a member of the Mohawk Nation, said Thanksgiving is originally an indigenous ceremony. And these are his words here. All of our ceremonies, all of the things that we do, have to do with giving thanks. So it's part of a continuum of something that's been practiced for thousands of years. So Thanksgiving is not something new. It's not something the pilgrims created. It's not something white people created. It's part of the indigenous culture. So please, please, this holiday weekend, if you don't have money to give to a fund or to, again, like support indigenous business or anything, at least go on Google and learn about the treaty land you're on, um, whose land it actually is, because, yeah, this is all stolen land, and learn about the cultures around you so that we can treat each other better and have, you know, more love between people going forward. Like, it sounds like such a hippie thing, but honestly, like, this land isn't ours so just learn about the people who were here first and are still here and and be good neighbors to one another by celebrating our differences and celebrating each other's cultures because that is what good people do yeah um apart from that i don't really have much else to say about thanksgiving i feel like every sitcom in the world has had their episode and made their jokes and the only thing I can say really is I was never a fan of Thanksgiving even as a kid because the food was bad and I don't mean my family's bad at cooking like I guess the food was made the way it's supposed to be but turkey is always dry I don't care I do not care who cooked it it's always dry it's the grossest bird to eat and now I'm vegetarian so I don't even eat meat anymore um stuffing what the actual fuck is that? Why? You're gonna get a dry bird, and they get a bunch of shavings of cardboard, and pour some salt in it, and then shove that inside your dry bird? Like, gross. It's gross. And to anyone who likes stuffing, like, oh my god, why? And also, the whole meal is just so beige. My mom has this joke about uh Ukrainian Christmas meal always looking really beige, because her family is very Slavic and Polish and Czech and Ukrainian and all that. And so there's like pierogies and cabbage rolls and all that. And yeah, like it's kind of some beige food, but there's a lot of other stuff. But I find Thanksgiving food is just brown and beige and not appetizing to look at. And none of the food actually tastes good unless you season the crap out of it, which kind of defeats the point of having good food. If you're celebrating having like 
a good time together over a nice meal, you might as well make it a nice meal with natural foods that actually have flavor. My family, we actually gave up on the traditional Thanksgiving a long time ago before I moved um, away from Saskatchewan for school because nobody liked it. Mashed potatoes were boring unless you had the gravy, but not everybody even likes gravy, so what's the point of having mashed potatoes? Sweet potatoes, on the other hand, are fantastic. They naturally have flavor. God, I do sound like such a hippie in this episode. (laughs) It's true. Sweet potatoes have a lot of flavor. They're actually colorful. They're good for you. The veggie tray, yeah, everyone loves a good veggie tray. That's awesome. And apart from that, we were like, we don't really like any of this food. So we just started, like, making pizzas and... We just made a big meal of foods we all liked instead of going for these traditional things because, yeah, like cranberries out of a can. Again, what is that? Why? If you're not going to actually make real food, you might as well just make a bunch of food you actually like instead of adhering to this tradition of stuff you don't actually like. Yeah, I'm just going in circles here, but (laughs) what I'm saying is normal food good, Thanksgiving food bad. And, uh, yeah, I, that, that is all I have to say about Thanksgiving. And I don't really have much else to talk about this week that I had planned, at least. Um, we reorganized, well, I didn't reorganize the room. Declan reorganized our music room where I'm recording here, and it looks very nice. And I really want to get a wall tapestry, because we have a lot of just, uh, again, beige walls in our house. And... On one corner, actually, of the room, there's this tree. Somebody painted a tree on the wall. And I'm thinking, like, maybe it was a kid's room from the last tenants or something. But we're kind of like, why is there a tree here? So obviously we're going to leave it because we're just tenants and we're not going to paint or anything. But I want to get a tapestry for the wall opposite it. Maybe tie in the colors just so we have, like, a jungle on our wall. (laughs) And it'll just be our jungle music room. Dude, it would be like the Rainforest Cafe. You just get an animatronic gorilla in the corner. That'd be so funny. But we wouldn't actually get much music done. So maybe that won't happen. But it's actually really cool when you look at um, tapestries and stuff that you can buy. You can get pretty much anything. Like sites like Redbubble. People put up their art and then you just choose what product you want that art to be on. So I feel like the rest of my day today, once this is done being made, and uh, after I schedule some social media posts for you, because scheduling posts is way easier than actually posting day of, um, I might just spend the rest of my day looking at tapestries, and fun. A bunch of my friends have them. One set of friends has a big whale. And another set of friends has a giant jellyfish. So maybe I should get a water-themed tapestry. Just to fill out that that theme that our friends seem to have going. I think that would be nice. I honestly don't even know what to add on to this. Um, uh, What have I been up to? I've been practicing guitar again. So after my surgery, again, I, I could not focus and my brain just kind of shut off which makes sense my body's trying to heal and so all my brain power is going more towards survival and to uh working on projects but I finally have more focus to be able to do things now so I'm practicing guitar again it's super exciting 
but all of the strings on all of our guitars need to be replaced. So they were digging in so bad. And I haven't played guitar in pretty much two months um, because we moved and then I had the surgery. So in those months I wasn't able to practice. So I lost all my calluses. And yesterday morning I did about 40 minutes of practicing. Then I had to go to work. And even at the end of my shift, I could feel... That, that the tips of my fingers were still a little bit tingly and a little bit raw. <laughs> and it's like, anybody who has ever tried to learn guitar can tell you, this pain you feel on the tips of your fingers from the strings is some of the worst pain. It's so unnatural. You're not used to feeling pain like that. Because if you get, like, you might get a prick on the end of your finger if you're, um, I don't know, doing some Sleeping Beauty type shit and playing with playing with spinning wheels and stuff you know you'd get a sliver in your finger and stuff like that or yeah you're pulling out weeds and you get pricked by a thorn or something uh but you're not used to having like a full bar of metal being pressed slowly (laughs) into your skin almost right under your nail like it it hurts it's it is the reason that guitar takes so long to learn because your fingers might get fast and your hand might get stronger but building up those calluses hurts even though I'm used to it um I started learning guitar in grade 11 grade 10 I took a music class in high school and that's where I learned so I learned to play like basic chords and stuff but I never learned to like I never got good enough to say I play guitar you know I could learn basic songs but I'd have to simplify them I never learned how to play a solo or anything I could just make my way around if I wanted to like write a folk song or something so now I'm I'm working on it again and I'm trying to build up these calluses and I'm trying to learn all of these chords and build up my hand strength and I have half of my focus and these strings need to be fixed and everything's just kind of like not not optimal practicing conditions <laughs> but it's still going really well like the muscle memory is there um whether muscle memory is actually even a real thing or not whatever it feels like it's real cuz it's coming pretty nicely but yeah the the strings are just killing my fingers but i'm really excited cuz i'm learning uh where's my mind by pixies which is sick. It's got um, some different transitions than what you would normally learn for basic folk music. Uh, and it's just got a little bit of a lead line and all of that stuff, so that's fun. And you've got to hide your love away. I was learning that one too because the F bar chord is really hard to play. Uh, I'm so sorry to anybody who isn't a musician who's listening right now. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, music is hard. I get it. I don't play any instruments, whatever. <laughs> but for all the musicians or people who understand music talk, I hope that is uh, something that you can relate to, at least. The F bar chord. Of course, it's a bar chord, so it can move anywhere. It's not always F. I don't know what it's actually called. See, I'm not a guitarist. But that one, like, the strings dig in all the way up your finger. And that also hurts. Like, it's just... The guitar is such a bizarre instrument. And every guitarist I know is like, yeah, I, I hate it. <laughs> the guitar is so stupid. I love it, but I hate it. Because, one, it's it's a little bit painful to learn how to play. 
too, you constantly have to retune it. And a lot of instruments are like that. Like, you have to retune pianos every now and then, too. But, of course, guitar is a lot more drastic. And especially since you're bending the strings and doing crazy things. Like, I'm not, because I'm not good enough, but real guitarists do. But also, it can be tuned in so many different ways. And that's just kind of... Again, it's an obvious thing about the instrument. Everybody knows that. But when you're actually sitting down holding the thing, and you're like, I can tune this to be any notes I want. How the hell would I actually know? that? Like, do you have to memorize the placement of each note on each fret when you do that? Do you just remember some kind of pattern? How do you play chords? Because you're not using the same chord formations as you do with standard tuning. Like, there's so many weird things you do with guitars. And that you could do that just with an acoustic. So let alone what you can do with an electric with all of your pedals and effects and whammy bars and everything. Like, good God, it's such a stupid instrument and it scares the hell out of me. But it's also really cool and it sounds awesome. And I honestly, even though I'm not good at guitar, I wrote 90%. I write 90% of my music on it, even though I'm a piano player, just because... I find that when I write with piano, I know all the chords, I'm able to play a lot of things, but I kind of psych myself out by analyzing it as I'm writing. So I'm writing something, I'm like, oh, well, is this melody or this piano part, is it complex enough? Is it boring? Does it sound basic? Should I add more trills to it? And I'm just overthinking everything. So I write on guitar because I have no idea what I'm doing. If I take one chord and I just move it up a few frets and it sounds semi-okay with what I'm doing or it matches the song I'm writing, I have no idea what that new chord is. I just use it. And I can't overthink it because, again, I don't know what it is. And that's, it's, it's really freeing to write like that. However, I'd also like to be able to actually play a song. <laughs> on it without having the awful thunking sounds of low strings not being pressed down hard enough and the twangs of of the higher strings being bent when you don't want them to you know like yeah god music is stupid i love it so much but it's just it's just dumb <laughs> i went to university for voice Specifically, because I didn't want to have to deal with instruments. It's like, well, as long as I don't lose my voice and I practice, then it'll be fine. And then I ended up switching into recording anyway, and then I didn't have to deal with any instruments anymore. I deal with musicians in the studio instead, which is its own set of problems. God, I have so much to say about all of this, but also nothing to say at the same time. So the other day I went walking because I was bored. It was a nice day. I wanted to listen to some music. So I walked down to the River Valley because we live not too far away from it, um, which is really nice because we we live in definitely a, a more central area of the city, but having the River Valley nearby, you still have a lot of nature and you can kind of get away from all of the cars and all of the busyness pretty quickly, especially where we are, because we're not um, 
the fastest way to the river valley isn't like near downtown or anything it, it is in a more naturey parky area but the other thing with that you know the area we're in is that the river valley area is just full of all these super rich houses and i went for a walk the other day i went walking past some of some of these crazy houses and one of them had like three hummers in the driveway who needs that many hummers the house was massive but also like i bet two people live there and they have like one kid and the kid's probably 27 so he's a rich trust fund kid no offense to any trust fund kids out there but like you guys are kind of lame <laughs> and i'll say that like come on your parents bought you a hummer and you still rely on them for everything even though you're like almost 30 come on get a grip but honestly i know nothing about these people in this house but i, I just kind of i walked past and i'm like you live next to the edmonton river valley it's a gorgeous place but you live in edmonton you live in edmonton you live in edmonton you don't need three hummers one the hummers won't even fit on our streets because it's edmonton there's construction everywhere. You won't fit through any of the pylons. <laughs> and also, like, nobody cares. Maybe if you were in L.A., you could top and do a bunch of cool photo shoots. But I don't know. There's just something about people having all these fancy things in a prairie town. It's like, I know you get enjoyment out of it, but you don't need three Hummers. Like, just have one. And then get a Corvette. Actually, don't get a Corvette. Corvettes look like shoes. <laughs> uh, I am so judgmental of cars based only on their appearance because the thing about fancy cars is unless I'm actually in one all I know about them is that they make really obnoxious sounds when they drive past you on the road and it hurts my ears and I don't like it and anybody can paint their car cherry red so it doesn't really like the color doesn't matter and Corvettes look like shoes and Hummers look like Hummers look like toasters. Like, they're not really that impressive. What they can do is impressive, but the way they look is just kind of like, eh. <laughs> I am much more partial towards old cars. Because I, I think that history is a lot more... History is a lot more impressive than progress, in a way. Like, progress is cool, there's a car floating around in space now just because Elon Musk wanted there to be one. And as much as that's a waste of resources, it's like, cool, we found a way to get cars into space. Wonderful. But when you look back at the past and you look at how things change and why things change, you learn a lot more about humanity than spur-of-the-moment random decisions by multi-billionaires, Right. Like, the history shows the story of everybody. Meanwhile, the car in space just shows that there's one crazy guy on the planet right now, right? Like, it doesn't really say that much about everybody. And we need the sum of what's going on now. Um, we need all of it put together. And we need to be able to look back on it to see what 2020 actually meant to people. Meanwhile, we can look back at the 1960s because that time has already passed and gone, whoa, things have changed. And one of those things that have changed a lot is cars. And I love cars from the 60s because they're just, they're show-off-y in a less aggressive way. I find that like show-off-y cars now, luxury cars and sports cars, they're so aggressive. They're like, look at me, I have a big dick. 
and I have a billion dollars in my bank account, right? Like, and I'm like, oh, that's very unattractive, man. Like, please back off. I do not want to look at your dick mobile. But you look at like cars from the 1960s and all these luxury cars, and my dad is super into them and uh, has a couple. They're just they're a lot more laid back, even though some of them have the big fins. Like they're they're lower to the ground and they're just they drive like a cloud. Let me tell you. You ever drive like a, a an Imperial? It drives like a cloud. It is so smooth and it's it's not so aggressive. You see it coming up and it's just it's like a quiet confidence in this car. <laughs> it doesn't look like a shoe like a Corvette does. It doesn't look like a toaster. My dad calls it the boat, and I love that. Yeah, cars, big luxury cars from the 60s are absolute boats. They're huge. But they're, they're they, like most people had them too, or they had just smaller versions of them. They didn't have the luxury version, but they still had that same design. Like I know when he was a kid, they were by no means the rich people who would have Hummers today, you know? But they still had one of these cars because that's what people had, and they did, were just nice. And... God, I don't even know what to say because I don't know that much about cars again. I don't. I totally judge them on their looks. But there's just something about the old style of cars. Even going back to like the 50s and the 40s, they were just not so aggressive. They were they were refined and elegant. And I really like that. And sure, you can, you can't like shoot a white snake video on one of those cars. It just wouldn't work. But again... White snake music is like kind of gross stuff. So yeah, that kind of car wouldn't even fit. And that's probably a good thing. Uh, in conclusion of this rambling essay, old car is good. And I'm going to stick with that. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap it up because I really don't have that much to say this week apart from I'm tired and I have more food to eat today. And some more guitar practicing to do, so uh, I'm going to leave you to go inflict pain upon my fingers. And I uh, hope you have a good week, and take care, and eat food, and uh, yeah, cool, peace. <laughs>